Yo, yeah, we got ZZ in the building. Um, in the What's up, everyone? <laughs> in the digital building, and we're gonna talk about anime like a bunch of weebs. Yep. So, um, yeah, if you don't know ZZ, we we've actually collabed as um Mike Schiff, ZZ, and Vezel. We did a song called Refraction. So, starting off, what do you want to say? Uh, what would you? How would you kind of describe your um project? I I kind of keep things generally loose in terms of what I can make or what I want to make. Um, generally, as long as it's melodic, melodically driven or even even um, sometimes it doesn't have to be. It's just I like bass music and I like percussion because I used to play percussion. So I just want my project to encompass all of my musical inspirations into one like mud pie of of just me like expressing myself and hopefully it would sound you know unique in that sense because i'm pulling from you know a bunch of different areas and trying to give off that energy and that uh emotion through music so i mean as long as people can feel something from my music then my project i feel is fulfilling its purpose so you oh so you said you play percussion like um did you do like like snare snare line or? so i started off in pit and when I was, or excuse me, I didn't start off there, but I transitioned there. When I went from middle school to high school, I uh, I used to play clarinet, and then I I did pit for marching band, which was for me just map mallets mostly, like marimba and xylophone. And then um, my last year of high school, I went to the drum line for tenor drums. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big. I'm a big. I'm not as much of a band head as I used to be, but I, I, band was a big part of my upbringing as well. Like my dad yeah. was a band director, so I, I, mean, I was like, I probably lost like so much hearing at a young age, but mm -hmm. it was just like, just yeah. So you said you pull from like a lot of different inspirations, like a mud pie, like yeah. Uh, so how how do you think anime has been brought into the fold? Like one of my biggest inspirations from anime are the soundtracks alone. Um, I, I feel like the ones that have really moving soundtracks are the ones that I generally am drawn to instantly when I first watch it. Even even if there's um, you know, no crazy action yet, if the soundtrack is um compelling, then I'll be more inclined to continue watching. And uh, I'd say like the most um notable one that I can think of when I was really getting into a anime inspiring me through music this was before i even produced it was it's called blood plus um it used to play on adult swim uh i want to say like how long ago was that it was when i was in uh high school that was like 10 years ago it used to play on adult swim and it's about this girl named saya who's twin sisters with another girl they're both uh royal blood vampires of this um uh extinct race and their blood they they have the blood that can end the end this like war against um they're like z zombie vampire creatures but also their blood is is lethal to each other and oh, wow. um yeah and the one sister is evil and then the one sister is not so that that was it was a really good plot and um there was a theme song in there called the vampire's threat that Every time I heard it, I would go crazy because it was it was like uh it, it sounded like a opera that went um horror movie almost uh just based similar, based... similar go to ahead. Back on Titan. It's 
Hmm. So Attack on Titan, I'd say, has a better soundtrack overall, but um, it's more sinister than than Attack on Titan because just the theme was was less. Um, I mean, I feel like Attack on Titan wasn't as scary as it could have been because it wasn't meant to be scary. It was just meant to be like weird, like what are those things? But in in Blood Plus, they try to make the vampire threat scary. And so the songs I felt followed more along that route. And um, it was very eerie. Like a lot of the other tracks were kind of eerie in nature and not as epic and uh, large as Attack on Titan. How that inspires me though is it, it kind of made me want to make, you know, that exact type of uh, feeling and emotion in my music. And so I use that as, as a reference now still. Um, in terms of how I add humanization to to um, orchestral pieces in my music, yep. um, particularly because that track has a lot of uh, forget what the word is called, but um, it's like it's that. But the way they were playing the uh, notes, it's kind of like it ascends and descends. A crescendo, the crescendo kind of like uh, it pushes and pulls like that, like it comes in and out, like it rolls. And so, um, doing that with electronic music is you wouldn't really think to do that right out the gate, but here, listening to that as an inspiration and having that as an inspiration um, was what you know got me into to applying that to anything that I add that's orchestral based, essentially. Um, yeah, it's exciting to see like in, in our in our like dubstep world there's so much like um people are trying to be more musical and in, yeah in a subtle sense like push and pull and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like intimidating, but it's like <laughs> really um, it's bringing a lot of life to to the music. Um, exactly, I'm gonna pull a lot, like like make a lot more people interested for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool. It's called you said the anime is called Blood Sport or Blood Blood. Blood plus, and it's a plus sign. It's it's uh, so it looks like just blood, but then there's a tiny little plus sign next to it. And they had a, a reboot, um, called Blood Sea. That's more recent, but I haven't watched that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give that a shot and see what. I, I'm not big. I don't watch a whole lot of horror anime, but I, you know, I, if mm-hmm. I, can hang, I think if I can hang with JoJo and Attack on Titan, I think yeah, and it, yeah, and it, honestly, it's not. Um, like really scary to be honest. It's it's more interesting. Like they they just make the the atmosphere seems kind of uh, more horror ish in terms of when the when the creatures are there. You know, it's not like a constant thing. It's it's really actually a, a beautiful um, story for the most part when it focuses on her family and just her in general. So, like, the plot itself is what made me like it. Um, it, it starts off a little slow, but it picks up um, a little, like, like, a quarter of the way in. Yeah, yeah, definitely going to have to check that out. Y'all, y'all heard it here, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Weebs, you weebs, you otakus. I should say otaku. I would say a weeb a lot. I think otaku <laughs> is slightly more, ex- like, I think weebs are usually the ones that yeah, them, like, the um, weeaboos are, like, like more derogatory. It's that. funny though. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what anime did you start with? I want to say the first anime I watched was probably either Dragon Ball. Oh no, not even Dragon Ball Z. Uh, 
Sailor Moon probably was the first anime that I've seen. I didn't know it was anime back at the time when I was watching it. Um, Sailor Moon and then Dragon Ball was one of the first ones I watched. Um, and then Naruto, because I was reading Naruto initially when it before it became an anime, and that was like the first uh, manga to anime adaption that I've seen happen, and I didn't know that was a thing that that Japanese uh, manga producers do regularly is they put out um, a manga and then they'll they'll take a leap of faith and put out a little bit of an anime and see if people are interested and then that can in itself fund the entire manga and anime project if it if it you know sticks which is interesting to see Naruto just took off after that pretty much yeah it's, it's usually like the big three like Dragon Ball Naruto yeah <laughs> Maybe Pokemon or something like that, as far as just like, like oh, yeah, like Pokemon too. Western mm -hmm. audiences got. I've actually got a funny enough, uh, I don't know when I think we'll air this after Focus, but I'm definitely I'm, I'm gonna be talking to Focus about um Pokemon and Pokemon cards and stuff. That's gonna be real fun, nice or actually. But um, yeah, it's cool to see. Like, um, I, I thought it was interesting that you mentioned Sailor Moon, that was the first time I've heard like they kind of being somebody's first anime, yeah, Western um, person. Uh, from what I hear, it was one of those. I, I remember somebody we watched. Um, I remember we watched Akira one time in the house. Oh my god, I love Akira! Yeah, that, that movie was like really um interesting. I didn't like the uh art style, I liked the um, I liked the story and I liked the um, the animation, but the, the actual style, I, I, it was felt very I see. Like, grotesque in comparison. And so, I was, I was saying, like, I, I'm so used, I was saying, like, my, my um, young self, like getting into anime I, I i got into anime earlier but like now a lot of stuff i watch is very like kawaii looking yeah yeah you're so, like, mm -hmm, big uh sparkly so, like and so some i was like i didn't like that i was like i, I made that critique about akira and it was like well it was before like sailor moon and stuff i was like okay so i wonder was sailor moon kind of like this kind of turning point into like what would be the popular anime style and stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point and also, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because I had more of a reverse uh, experience with Akira since I saw it so late. Like, I, I only saw Akira uh, about two years ago, and this was after I've already watched, you know, dozens upon dozens of anime. And so when I saw Akira, I was blown away by the animation, and I was already uh, accustomed to seeing different styles to where the style um, came off to me as really impressive just because it was all hand-drawn but also you know like like your situation makes sense you were you know used to watching different styles of kawaii types and then that does look a little it looks more um i guess uh it's not it's not, it's not as flashy in terms of their in terms of how they animate or draw the characters and how they style the characters uh some of them look kind of boring to be honest but it's the animation itself was 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 pretty crazy. Yeah, and f vivid. I feel like it was like grittier. I guess that's what I mean. That's what they're going for with the movie. Yeah, I feel like they almost make them a bit more grotesque. Mm -hmm, on purpose, right? Yeah, and so like um, like even the girls, I was like, they kind of look masked, like the girls. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I mean nowadays it's like they 
they go all out <laughs> pretty much like yeah. there's no there's no um confusion as to whether someone's a girl well maybe not yeah, even there's there's some yeah there's some yeah that they use just like questioning like you know scratching your head but <laughs> I think it's good to have like some really, you know, not every girl is gonna look like um, exactly model or stuff. And I think, I think, um, I think it's good when a show can like have that variety. Um, I agree. So yeah, we're kind of dialing it back to the music again. I, I think you kind of went through like your project and what, but how did you like? What was that? Um, what was that first time with the doll? Like, like what? Did, what was um? How did you start music? So, uh, believe funny enough, I started. Back in 2012, sort of, not seriously though. It was it was when I was in uh, college and I was in a DJ club, radio DJ club, and I was trying to teach myself how to DJ and mix. And that was back when I was a big house head and tra uh, trap head, and but mainly house. And that was that was what I wanted to do was like make house. My friend in the club was uh, good at FL Studio, and so I got FL Studio and messed around with it for a bit. I want to say I messed around with it for like a a year, but not seriously at all. I barely produced. It was kind of like maybe twice a month I opened it and you know messed with the pattern roll, and I never made anything that was um, quote unquote good. But it's also because I never delved into any fundamentals i didn't know what a mixer was a compressor was like i i stopped uh producing in fl studio like a year later just because i i lost i had no motivation to you know keep going because i didn't know what i was doing and i just never really gave it uh enough of a shot back then so i don't consider i don't really count that in terms of my production journey it was like a couple years later um let's see actually five years later because uh, that was back in 2012. In 2017, I was in San Diego. I had finished my military time, and I had more time to devote to music, and I was serious about taking it taking it on. So I luckily um, met someone on a San Diego producers uh, page group that just had moved to San Diego from Texas, and he was he said that he was proficient in Ableton, and I wanted to learn Ableton. So I reached out to him, and he took the time out of his out of his day to help me give me give me like a crash course because that was what was stopping me from really learning it myself was a learning curve and i just thought it was kind of daunting to to take on by myself so having him give me a little crash course uh of like how to do you know really basic stuff it was what sparked my initial um interest in keeping that uh that going from then from that point forward so 2017 is when I really started uh, my production journey. Um, and you said, how was it in the DAW? It was, yeah, because of him, it made it a lot easier. If it wasn't for him, I would have probably had a terrible time um, starting off. And then you um, went to Icon, or you still go to Icon? I so I, I went to Icon about two years into producing on my own. Um, so I, I went 2019 and I finished... Uh, January 2019 and finished December of 2019, so it was like a year long. So how did how did you enjoy it there? Like, how was the atmosphere compared to like kind of doing it with your own with the homies and like being around mm -hmm. a bunch of people that's kind of like trying to do the same thing? Yeah. So I actually didn't have um, many. I didn't actually have any, to be honest, uh, people that I could go produce with for the longest time until Icon. 
um i only met like I want to say maybe one or two people that I would trying to even collab with before that I didn't have any collabs or anything I had one in the works that never came to fruition and then another buddy of mine now Chassie um, he was the only other person that I um, was working with before Icon and um, it it was so when I went to Icon it was just like a you know a huge uh, just a huge blessing in terms of the amount of people that you're able to interact with and just observe, you know, and take in a lot of different techniques and different um, genres, especially. Um, Icon itself was the best decision I've made um, musically, wise, musically wise, and I was fortunate to have um, my GI Bill to pay for it because it's not cheap at all, but um, having that you know, assist me, and that was the only reason I even was able to go to Icon was because of GI Bill, and I want to say the biggest contribute contribution that I've gotten there in terms of my um, musical journey was being able to appreciate all genres for what they are, and pull from any source to inspire your music because. Before that, I was tunnel visioned into dubstep and like it was EDM, EDM, dubstep only, and that was all I was listening to. And my stuff was sounding like what I was listening to without me even knowing because that's all you know I was subjecting myself to. Um, but not to say that I didn't like anything else, it was just in that phase where I thought that if all I listened to was dubstep, then I'd get better. But it was the opposite, it, it wasn't until I gave dubstep a break at Icon and and visited other genres and pulled that back that wasn't that was the point where i started to make um music that i resonated with a lot more so that's what's up um i feel like for me it was definitely harder to like um get good at dubstep because it was the technical side of stuff because I, yeah. I didn't come like yeah. with that mindset i came with the mindset let's arrange this let's uh <laughs> try to make something that sounds like this anime opening chord progression this ruby chord progression that sounds yeah cool. i like it I'll just <laughs> arrange it and ain't ain't giving no lick about uh like uh mixing and stuff about mm -hmm. that, stuff like that and so i think it's um well, it's really cool to hear from your experience and how, like, how did, like, the, the, it was, like, for me, the technical side was, like, a world that opened up after, like, several years of, like, knowing Trying how to it, yeah. music and stuff like that. And that was, like, a whole new world, learning all the technical stuff. And it was, mm -hmm. funny, like, for you, it's more, like, it seemed like it was more, like, learning, probably, uh, I, I uh, seemed like you learned more about, like, how to make in different genres and how to incorporate that into your, um, music. Mm -hmm. And the technical stuff, I want to say most of that came after Icon when I uh, was building off of what I learned, and I I took um, a like an audio engineering course that was over Skype. But that was the teacher was all technical, and at Icon they try they they go over technical stuff, but they try not to make it completely that because it stifles your creativity when you're just when you're just expanding on your own sound and you're worried about technicalities. That was a big thing for me. It was, it was like it was what impeded my um, my initial progress was I was too focused on nuances that stemmed from technicalities that I didn't yet understand. And so it, it's it was a lot uh, more logical to wait and hold that you know hold off on that and just make music and don't overthink it because it's probably going to sound 
decent and then the technicalities could come later once you have once i had like a better grasp of the concepts themselves like i, I went through all of all of icon not understanding what a compressor was really doing even though they gave us a definition i was like okay like i still didn't get it until after and so you know sometimes it just takes a while for it to stink in yeah that sounds like me like i didn't i didn't i didn't do jack with a compressor <laughs> i think we're getting kind of i think we're getting kind of uh into the music and stuff i hope hope, hope y'all i hope the um pie whoever's listening to the podcast is kind of <laughs> just bearing with us we, you know we're, yeah. a of, we're a bunch of um producer nerds and everything so but we we like anime too so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some anime stuff yep but yeah um what what anime genre is usually your go-to um definitely uh action um Action adventure. Uh, I like funny animes. I like them to have like a little bit of 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 uh, action comedy. I've watched more darker type animes like Tokyo Ghoul and um. What else have I watched? I was kind of like uh, Serious the Jaeger was one I started that was more uh, dark. Um, Fantasy. I really like the fantasy genre in general. That's a better way to put it. If it's fantasy based, I'll I'll watch it because I like the um the idea of the, the no limits in terms of you know the power of fantasy and the, what the abilities that can come up that can spawn from that realm of of uh, work. And I'm less into more realistic animes just because I feel like I've gotten enough realism from regular shows in general that I go to anime for what I can't get from regular shows. And that's usually, you know, the crazy outlandish powers and, and universes and, and all that. So fantasy in general, like like even Naruto, or, or would you say fantasy as in like Isekai style? Like does it include um, Naruto and Dragon Ball and stuff like that too? Yes, like Naruto, from Naruto to... Uh, what's the one that like No Game No Life is the one that I started started recently. Um, Fire Force, My Hero Academia, um, Attack on Titan. I've considered that action fantasy. Um, anything that anything like the I'm a sucker for for uh, action like the the action sequences. If those are good in terms of their pacing and the uh, fluidity of the animation, then I'll instantly just watch the anime. Um, I don't really like the ones that are kind of more ch choppy, I guess, is a better way to put it. It's not as fluid of fighting and of animation. Like, even Naruto is guilty of that when in their non-important you know, important sequences, when they're just kind of like running uh, through, the, through the forest, it's really just like and it's not as <laughs> you know, but they but they'll have their scenes where they go off, like the pain fight. And that was probably the craziest animation I've seen in Naruto. And um, yeah, as long as the and the action is very uh, is very detailed and fluid, I, I will generally watch the anime. I got you. Sounds good. That's, that's kind of like me, especially starting out. I've started flowing more into like being um, um, like in Slice of Life and stuff like that more and romantic stuff because like I would like the I would like in um certain shows would kind of splice that in like certain animes would kind of splice in like a yeah that's a true like a love the story the episode of Dragon Ball when they get the driver and stuff like that like like driving a car you got this guy gotta learn yeah what are you doing in that car bro 
So, um, but I do, I do love a good action scene. I think I take them for granted now because they've gotten so good, especially like GTA. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna like, like function, like see any that like any. Um, I think it, I think it's really rose the bar as far as like the consistency they have. Um, what shows or just animes in general? Are in general, but Jujutsu Kaisen. As far as action, oh Jujutsu Kaisen, okay, yeah. that's on my list to start. I saw a couple clips from that. I I haven't seen anime that gets the camera perspective angle like that, like that to a, to a T, like they've done it, and that that alone was what made me interested in watch and like getting started on that one. Um, crazy animation. And fight scenes. You're right. I don't. They they set the bar pretty high. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is every every episode hits like like it's ridiculous. Ooh, it's scary. It's scary because like like how you how you gonna top this? How you gonna continue this? Like it's, yeah. that's a lot of like like uh, that's a lot of high, like it's scary. Like even as a producer, I like I feel like like it's scary. Like when you do something like like you, if you was able to drop like must die bangers. Oh, oh my God! And you then, must die. Then, then it would be so much anxiety and stuff about like trying to like make sure you keep it. Eat the, or eat the yeah, stuff. and so mm-hmm. like, it's crazy. So it is. Um, yeah, I, I think. Um, I think. I think it's possible for Jujutsu at, or in it or show like shows like that um, now to have um have some down moments. But I think I think you know no being my experience as a creator, I think this I'm a, I'm gonna probably try to be a lot more graceful. Um, give a lot more grace for that. Um, mm-hmm. Know that they, you know, they have that, you know, they have that banger on uh, fight yeah. in the pocket, even if they're chilling or if it's kind of like as long exactly. as they keep that same studio. I know, or or at least a good studio still pick if they, as long as they have good studios. But you know, like the One Punch Man debacle, that was like they really kind of turned a lot of people off. Yeah, it's kind of sad that that happened to turn people off too because. It, that studio didn't really have much time to to turn around and, and get that season kicked out, and so I I understood on that on that point why the animation wasn't up to par uh, with season one, and I kind of looked past it as best as I could, which I did. Like I, I enjoyed the season for what it was, but it definitely was a drop off in terms of uh, animation versus the first one. Um, the sound design. But my, I, funnily enough, my friend kept pointing out that the sound design was on point in season two of of Attack of uh One Punch Man, and he was right. Like the seek the fight scenes had way cooler sound design, so I guess they had a lot of time to to you know get that added in. But it's not most people don't don't really notice that. <laughs> yeah, I I need to start. It's surprising I don't really notice that a lot myself. Um. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I don't even notice the music a lot of times. I just know. It's yeah. I just know, like, if it's real good, I'll probably hum it later, or I, I'll be expecting it during the scene while I'm thinking mm-hmm. about the anime or something. I'm like, oh, here comes OST, uh, run away from the dragon or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. You don't you know like da 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 something like that? You you know it when you hear it, but like exactly. But I don't like. I never you know I don't like pay it. It's it's a more subconscious than it is conscious. Surprisingly, for a person that's like very true, interested in like um music. Any game, any games you play, like um, as far as like online or just- so. I used to be a huge gamer, um, before I started Icon, and I would sink hours upon hours into Naruto Ninja Storm and uh, Destiny. Like I know life those two games pretty pretty uh, absurdly. 
Um, and so when I was starting Icon, I made myself give up my PlayStation just because I didn't want any distractions. And so throughout the year, I still played in games here and there, but it was at, you know, friends, friends' houses. Like, so it was Super Smash Bros. or Overwatch. And I would, I would play those uh, regularly at their, at their houses, but I wouldn't get my own console. Um, and that kind of weaned me off of my gaming addiction because I used to be pretty addicted to it. So now I, I still appreciate gaming and I, and I have a love for it, but I don't have a need for it anymore. Like I used to need uh, video games to, um, as an outlet and now it kind of just shifted to, um, I mean, music, music obviously is an outlet, but it's, it's, I'm more interested in art now is my outlet um, than video games because my graphic design classes has, you know, got me so interested in learning more aspects about editing and creating cool composites and this learning the whole 3D side of thing as well is I'm trying to kick that off and learn some uh, 3D modeling and whatnot. And so that's been my main outlet it's, it's, it's cool that you kind of have something that you can um work with um uh you know some people make you know they make a living out for of video or or, or part-time video games and stuff like that uh, yeah exactly but like 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 i was that was one thing with me like with music helped me too i had like i was just you know like i said if, if the only way i was going to get into something like electronic dance music was through video games and i was a big gamer as a young kid I, I just spent a lot more time playing video games uh mm-hmm. than i do now i have i have that one ga- one or two games that pop up every now and then it's just like this is super fun especially mm-hmm. like when i played like rainbow six later with when i had, I had a friend i had friend, a bunch of friends i played that with and that was real kind of low-key competitive and frustrating mm-hmm. it made me want to like <laughs> so I, yeah I, I sunk a lot of time into that at one period of time like i feel like like music uh like Pierusen helped me out, kind of like get a better balance with that, and and like uh, nice. But I also feel like at the same time, like learning, having to like learn about branding and like trying to do other avenues. Like this podcast is like it makes it hard mm-hmm. to like relax for me nowadays. Like like if I yeah, to, yeah. Anime, like like a lot. I spend a lot more of my like like recreation outside of music. I and I I kind of want to get back to a point where I think of music as a recreation too, even though I'm trying to make a like a mm-hmm. um, living or, or or income from it. Like I, I want to get back to where I I don't think about it's because it's it's like this weird work and recreation hybrid for me. And sometimes a lot of times I think of it as work. Um even yeah. though I, I find I found those pockets of time where I'm like I I'm really glad I'm a producer. But um, mm-hmm. now I'm trying to kind of like get give it a spot where I can um be more relaxed in that as aspect as well and um but also like also be able to relax when I'm playing video games or watching TV and not just be worried about oh somebody's exactly. out there somebody's out there <laughs> somebody's out there like this crazy bass and it's like they're making a whole other genre if I don't listen if I don't check Twitter like I'll be like three seasons behind on like the dust <laughs> It is facts like, but um uh, it's, it could be fun and it anything like video games and music production they could be, be real good positive things and they could be toxic and i think i yep. think sometimes people a lot of people like to blame objects for certain things or a- anime too so it could be positive or toxic for mm-hmm. you and, and, and at a particular time and place sometimes you just have to um learn yourself and learn um and you and sometimes you'll find like ways you're guided people friends uh 
a higher power god or or somebody like kind of yeah into a balance of um of things in, into a better outlet as you say like how how i guess it affects you in a certain way is like you can balance the 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 goods and side and bad side of of uh of video games and yeah things you enjoy yeah. like you can take a toxic or positive part of your life in um a lot yeah like I said, a lot of people like to blame the object, but it's sometimes it's just a person has to grow. I think that's exactly. Right. A I think it's. Grows. I think it's always that. To be honest, like I mean, to an extent, like some things you you're shown, like well, no, I I, I do truly believe it's it's always that because even if you're shown something that that you know affects you in a certain way, you it's still affecting you that way because of your current. Uh, area and level of where you are um in terms of growth like if you were to show a scary that momo chick for example that was floating around that was scaring kids you know that was obviously scaring a bunch of kids because they they were younger they didn't know any better but like if someone showed me momo i would i was like okay like get that out of my face it's not scary <laughs> you know so <laughs> yeah let's try again <laughs> Um, but that's a that's a good point you brought up. It's it's a lot of people do like to blame the object, and I think a lot of that w is going on in the scene right now in terms of uh, where people are finding sources of disapproval, like the cancel culture and all that. It's like people are are very very ready with their pitchforks to just. Um, you know nail something and it's just like you can't just be sitting there ready to to just incriminate people on on the, like a drop of a hat like you ha you have to have something better to do and plus that that doesn't give you energy like good energy if you're constantly looking to cancel people you're going to be a pretty bitter person being mad at someone for whether or not they deserve to be canceled you're still fueling yourself with that energy of of being a uh, feeling uh, uh upset about what they did and if that's all you're feeling regularly then it's gonna it's gonna you know f uh, rub off into your everyday activities and your persona and i would rather you know, focus on things that empower me with with positivity, optimism. Because I don't like to feel negative and bitter. Like I don't think anyone likes that, but people get used to it and they forget what it's like to not have to deal with that and what how much energy that they conserve when they're not um, stressed out over something petty. It's been really good having you here. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was I, I appreciate that. And um and I hope y'all enjoyed this uh episode too. We just kind of went from music anime, music anime game. Yeah. Philosophy. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah, like like I hope y'all enjoyed this and um y'all have a good day.